0: Mets for one of our sponsors, Elite Rowing Coach by Zeno Mueller. Are you a passionate rower, Haley? I'm sure you are. Make your rowing dreams come true. Rapidly improve your erg score and get recruited to your dream school. Elite coaching is a competitive advantage. Learn more at www.elite-rowing-coach.com. Make sure to use code 4STARS, F-O-R-S-T-A-R-S, for $100 off on your training package purchase. I'm telling you right now, Zeno is the man. Coached by Steve Gladstone, this guy knows what he's doing so, if you ever need any coaching or training on the ERG and want to get your 2K down, this guy's the man. Robert Brown, three time Olympian. Just do us all a favor. Hit up Zeno. He'll get you right. All right, back to the episode. On tonight's program, ladies and gentlemen, we have something that's going to make you sick. This is going to be crazy so we've been trying to get Haley on the podcast for a long time and we finally got her on the podcast you know she's doing her thing over at Syracuse she's a Kent school boat club alone we had some of the boys we had Ian Layman, White Mills and Patty McNamara on the podcast all from Kent school that, I mean, that was like she's was like episode eight or nine Haley how you doing today
1: I'm good how are you
0: you know I can't complain can't complain it's been a nice couple of uh weeks you know I'm getting prepared for a San Diego crew classic it's going to be like my, my next uh, venture. Uh my 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 almost like my uh you know, my showcase, if you can say like I'm having my merch out there, gonna be doing live interviews, gonna be, you know, talking to everybody. It's gonna be absolutely live as what Wes says. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. But um you said, you know, before we had this conversation on the podcast just now, you're saying that you guys had a 2K on your team yesterday on the RP3 yeah. and that went absolutely crazy.
1: Yeah, it went absolutely nuts. We've been training for a bit now. Um with like winter training obviously we can't go on the water because we're here in Syracuse and it's mostly frozen Uh um so yeah we've been kind of preparing for this 2k all season and the girls whipped out a ton of like huge PRs 22 people PR'd like that's insane wow (laughs) yeah the group of girls like the dynamic has just entirely changed um kind of like Going into COVID, I think it was a good regroup for our team to try and like just do a little more preparation when we're like going into accs and NCAAs. Um we're a lot technically like better on the water. Um and I think the motivation coming into it this season in particular last year, we were hot off the start of the season, like we were ranked really high. Um, specifically our two B was also ranked really high. God bless those girls. Um <laughs> and we got into it going into ACC's. We were like, yeah, we got this. We got this. We're definitely like gunning for UVA. And like, we just came off a little bit too short. And I think we came up really short at NCAAs, but I mean, that happens, but I definitely think that put like a fire underneath for us. Yeah. Especially for this season.
0: For sure. And you know, your athletic journey didn't stem just from growing. You've been an athlete your whole life. Uh, you started doing ice hockey when you're four years old. Like, that's such an interesting thing to me. I, mean, I don't see many people, at least from the West Coast, play hockey. I mean, it's not, like, a common thing. So, like, kind of walk me through kind of how that journey was for you and when you started it and kind of kind of why. Did your parents put you in sport everything anything like that?
1: Yeah, no, entirely. Um, my sisters both played ice hockey. It was, like, always something that my dad saw us doing. And I think, honestly, he probably wanted a son, but that's okay. He got daughters instead and we all were pretty athletic so he put us in it at like a really young age he started me I think the youngest at four um and kind of knew the competitive process going through it so I played with boys hockey growing up and then transitioned to girls to kind of get ahead in the sport um I did all the national camp team things for like team USA and all that um and then went to a prep school for ice hockey. That's actually how I ended up at Kent. Um, From there, you had to do three sports um, when you're at Kent. Obviously, I'm sure the boys probably talked about it. But if not, you had to do one for the fall, one for the winter, and one for the spring. So I obviously had my winter one, and I was still looking for something in the fall and the spring. And my oldest sister also went to a prep school. She went to Taft, and she... I actually, rode there and was the captain there as well. So she was like, "You should row because it's good for hockey." So I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." The coach approached me and he was like, "Yeah, you'd be great rowing. Like you're tall." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. I see less. Like I'll do it." So, and then I started with the program.
0: Wow, that's great. So again, like you know, talking about the Kent School, right? It's like it's a boarding school, right? So you leave your family, you're you're away from them in high school. That's that's tough. I mean. Was like a period from when you, you got there to to the end? Like, what did what'd you learn about yourself? Was it hard to adapt to a boarding school, like missing your parents and all that? Did it prepare you for college? Like, what was, what are some emotions that you kind of felt at that school? It's kind of what I'm trying to get at.
1: Yeah, it boarding school is not for everyone, like, let me tell you. Um, I knew going into it, I was going to be okay, though. My parents sent me away when I was like 15. Um, I PG'd my, or well, not postgrad, but I repeated my freshman year, so I had an extra year of high school underneath my belt coming out of it. And honestly, I think that really helped me because I was not mature as like a high schooler whatsoever. Um, but coming out of Kent, I definitely was and was more prepared for college. When I got here, all the girls were homesick, and just being away from your parents for four years really humbles you. You got to make some like big boy decisions, basically. Um, And I think that really helped me transition into college and like being able to handle um, the rigor when it came to like academics and athletics, because even athletics was increased. So,
0: yeah. Okay. So, Syracuse, right? You have many other schools that you were looking at. People were looking at you. Why Syracuse? What was the main target for that?
1: I looked at like so many freaking schools when i was looking at college it was just between like ice hockey and rowing i was just deciding which sport i wanted to do um and for rowing i was looking at like ohio state michigan wisconsin like you know the big schools but i came to syracuse and uh, it just i was walking around campus and i'm like and i met the coaches and it just spoke to me i also thought about it a lot and i don't think a lot of athletes think about this but i was like if i got injured and i was never able to do rowing ever again like would i still want to be at this school would i still want to be friends with these girls and the answer was yes i couldn't say the same for the other schools and that's just my opinion um so i ended up committing here my Junior year, going into my senior year, so like that summer, um, I don't regret it
0: whatsoever. Do you think being a a Syracuse athlete has completely changed your life for the good?
1: I actually was like speaking about this with my coach because he'll have meetings with us, um, and I had one with him like going into this fall semester, and he was like, "Ooh, yeah," like you've changed so much, like from your freshman year to now, like you're an entirely different person. And he was kind of grilling me about, like, what I did that helped me transition to, like, this way that I am now. Like, if you met me my freshman year, like, I could barely do, like, hard pieces. Like, coming from Kent, we didn't really erg a lot. So I was not used to it whatsoever. Um, But my entire mentality when it came to, like, racing has just changed. And, like, I want to be the person that, like, if I'm out, like tell me when I can do the 2k like that was literally me this past week um but also my personality changed I used to get really down and like my teammates could feel it you know like you get hard on yourself sure um but now I'm like the person where it's like you know what like whatever boat I'm in I'm gonna make it go fast because why not like I'm here to make the team better like it's mm-hmm. me over or it's we over me and yeah yeah I think like it really, really matured
0: me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you speaking about that because not many people have that ability to do that. You know what I mean?
1: So mm-hmm.
0: I appreciate you doing that. Um, My next question to you, to, to, you know, to be honest with you, is just you, you played ice hockey for 18 years and you recru- recruited to like ice hockey. Like that was your thing. Like you weren't originally going for run, right? Like that wasn't your main motive. So you're over here doing great stuff for Syracuse right now on the rowing team, but, you know, you are originally offered to go and do it for ice hockey. That's a whole different ball game, you know? Like, can you speak on that? Because that's, like, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hockey is, man, the two sports are not the same. Let me tell you that. Um, hockey is very, like, you could be like oriented with just yourself like it's not it's not it's a team sport yes but also like who's that goal scorer on the team or like who's that one player that can like set up assists or your top defenseman you only really think about one player when you think about a hockey team like it's very rare that you're gonna like think about an entire team as a whole I feel like and like the same goes for like if you're watching professional sports you only think about one player when you think about a certain team but with a rowing team, you have a boat of eight people, like completely different dynamic. And you can't just say that one specific person like is that much better than the other person behind them. Like you're all coming down the course doing the same exact thing to get the same exact result. So I think it was an interesting transition. And I like that also you could be like as gritty as you want to be as a rower, whereas like hockey, it's more finesse, like more skill wise, but like growing, it's like you put in the work, you're going to see the outcome. I mean, granted you also have to be technically good, but for the most part.
0: Yeah. I feel you on that. You feel like concept two is, is uh not the best machine for women and RP three is better
1: man i'm probably gonna get some heat on this we were talking about this in the training room actually the other day it was me and a men's rower and i was like yeah like the c2 like beats up on the body because it's more like i feel like it's more built for men and the trainer came in and she kind of solidified what my idea was so like when you're like rowing on a c2 like you're putting more pressure with um Like, men's rowers don't really open up. You know how, like, we have a lot of body swing when you watch a women's rower?
0: Yeah, I mean, yes. And men's rowers,
1: like, don't typically do that? On the erg? Uh, On the water, on the erg, whatever you want to...
0: Yeah, I feel like you guys do open up a little bit more.
1: There's, like, considerable, like, considerably more uh, layback. And that's because, like, we're pushing with our legs, and then we're also using a lot of our upper body whereas like the men's rowers just don't do that as much so it has a tendency to like you have to use your lats and that will pull out a lot of ribs typically whereas like if you're on the rp3 it's more dynamic so like it's just not as much pressure basically Uh and that's why I think Luke also, my coach, realized this and like he has us do most of our training on the RP three. The two Ks we did the other day on the RP three. And this is to kind of just preserve like our bodies
0: before we go back onto the water. But you guys have Can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. You guys have access to tanks though. Like not many teams do have that. Like Mm -hmm. how do you utilize those tanks to your advantage?
1: Um, we do a lot of rotations, so we'll do, like, 5x16 or, like, 6x16, and we'll do ERG, RP3 ERG, tank, mobility sometimes, and then bike, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or, like, some variation of that to kind of just, like, keep things flowing, so that way we're not just on the ERG.
0: Okay, got it. You're becoming, like, an internet sensation on TikTok. (laughs) And this is interesting because I've seen people, Scotty Coggle does the same thing. I've seen other women's athletes do it too. Like this is really cool. Like actually putting more, Like and you see in the comments too, everyone loves it. Everyone loves more like videos and media on rowing because there's like nothing out there, which is kind of why I want to start this podcast and everything like that. I'm very happy and proud of you for doing this. I commend you doing this because this is really cool. And even if it's like a simple thing, I've seen other athletes do it. Where did this kind of like take on trying to like put more emphasis on enlightening other people about rowing and, and things like that kind of come from? It happens so randomly. Yeah. Um, where can they yeah. find you at before we get the conversation, Where can they find you at? I want people to go and follow you right now.
1: Oh, you can find me on TikTok. It's literally my name, Haley Ulias. And yeah, you can, or you can follow me on Instagram. Find me through there too.
0: And it's H A L E Y U L I A S. You got it. All right, there you go. So everyone go follow Haley on TikTok and social media. She needs that follow because she's doing her good things. All right, keep going.
1: We're so close to 10K.
0: <laughs> 10K? Damn. That's crazy. All right, keep going. This is this is really good.
1: Um, okay, so my freshman year, I was like. Just, like, randomly posting, like, rowing things that we were doing at college. Like, I didn't even think about, like, oh, I'm going to be a rowing influencer. Like, I was just posting things. And then over COVID, like, it started, like, I guess everyone was on TikTok. And it started trending. And I was like, oh, my God, all these rowers are following me. And then by my sophomore year, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm kind of stuck in niche rowing TikTok now. Yeah. So I'm like, I might as well just run with it. Yeah. Um, so then I just like kept going with it and then my teammates started to get involved and everyone's like, oh my God, like everyone sends me your TikToks. I'm like, oh, that's so sick.
0: (laughs) It's cool. (laughs) To be honest with you, I I have thought about making a TikTok for the podcast. Everyone wants to like video on it, but it's weird because like when I go on these, these podcasts, people are like, oh, don't put my, my, my my face on the internet. Don't put this out. Don't do this. (laughs) I'm like why? Like they gotta sit like like the face behind the, like the mic, you know what I mean? I don't know who knows. Oh yeah, but uh, that's really cool. Like I, what's your, like your next venture? Like, do you have any like things that you're planning on doing for like the TikTok thing? Like you want to announce anything? Like any cool like videos that you're doing or things like that?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I really want to start like a series, um, like kind of just running through our races as we go into the season because like every weekend we have a race. Like a race preview?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, let me know, because I'm thinking of doing that, too, of having, like, a little race preview interviews before the race goes and kind of what you get working on. So if you're interested, we can do a Haley Ooyah special.
1: That'd be interesting. I'd be down for it.
0: Let me know. We can do Instagram reels. We can do lives, whatever you want. I mean, this is – I created this podcast to be a platform where people can, like, literally talk about whatever they want in rowing. Like, this is is the hub of rowing, you know? So if you're interested – yeah. I mean, I mean, I wanted to be the ESPN sports and the sport. I might not be insanely good. You know, I have a lot mm-hmm. to learn, but I'm starting somewhere. So if you want if you're interested in doing this, let me know.
1: Mm-hmm. I will.
0: All right, cool. Uh, next question to you. And going back to kind of your, your high school years, we've kind of shifted the timelines here. Um, you spent a summer at Mercer and that was when you realized that that was your, that was your sport in college. Um, mm-hmm. Mercer rowing, PNRA Mercer, they're a top tier rowing program. You, your coach like suggested that you do that over the summer going into what your junior year. Yes. Okay. Or so
1: maybe most... yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. So this is a very important, you know, pivotal moment in, in everyone's life when a coach suggests you to do something, you do it. And you realize like, you know, that coach is right. And now look where I am now. So your coach, who who was your coach that suggested you to do, to do that? Garrison Smith. Garrison oh, Smith. Man. Garrison Smith, man. You really shaped Haley's rowing career in that moment. I mean, Mercer, mm-hmm. right? So you went back to Jersey and kind of, how did it all work from there? You got there. Was it like other boarding school athletes were there too? Was it just Mercer athletes? Was it like, how was it for you? Uh,
1: Mercer was an interesting program. So they had some girls from Lawrenceville there, uh-huh. and then it was me. I was the only one from Connecticut, but um, that's okay. We were coached underneath Matt Carlson. He coached at Duke a little bit after – or, like, I raced against him last year, and he was coaching at Duke, but he coached me at the time. Um, and then I had another girl, Sarah Hansen. She's at U Miami now. Um, but it was, like, a – mosh, like. Hodgepodge of like random athletes, like some girls who are from Mercer, some who weren't. Uh, and it honestly it was a good experience because I got introduced to small boats that summer. Mm. I had never rode in a pair like in my entire life until that summer.
0: Have I you ever schooled? It. Have you ever schooled? That That's really cool. Have you ever schooled before? No, I You've
1: didn't. Never uh, well, now I have, but
0: now you have, yeah, before. No, that's interesting because like I. In this podcast, I really get to see, like, people and if they actually, like, skull because skulling is, like, not American standard nowadays. And it no. sucks because I really wish it would be. I mean, I came from a skulling team. I might might be kind of biased, but, I mean, I'm a coxsman for instance. Like, what coxman suggests skulling?
1: Uh, like, hardly
0: any. <laughs> yeah. Like, wouldn't they want to be in the boat? But for me, I think it's very informative because, first of all, the whole injury thing, way less injuries in sculling than there are in sweeping so if you want to get less injuries tell your coach hey i want to learn how to be you know a single schooler i want to learn how to be a double I, I, you know whatever it is yeah. the quads they're really good for rhythm they're really good for you know everything about it and it's less on your body you're 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 in high school your body is still growing i mean your brain on average for men doesn't i mean i i know this because I, my doctor told me that you know your brain doesn't really develop till you're 26 years old you know mm-hmm. your body is still catching up and so is your so is your brain and like to be honest, like if 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 you're getting less injuries when your body is growing, I mean that's that's healthy for you. That's, that's a good thing. You don't get injured. Like injuring is, is not good. It sets you back. You have to get back in the rhythm. It's it's not good for your body. So I mean, yeah, schooling is a better venture, I think, for most people.
1: You oh, know, yeah. I'd recommend yeah.
0: it. You're if if anyone who's out there listening, if they want to like, I think it's good. Like over the summertime, over like a uh, you know a break in the school year. Hop in a single if you can, your club offers it, and learn. It's, it's good. It's good for your body. It's good for your mind, too, to be out there on your own. That's a lot anything else. You know what I mean?
1: The first time I was in a single,
0: I oh, was putting uh, it
1: on the – Yeah, no, it's a good story. I was putting it <laughs> on the dock, and I'm trying to get off of it. And my co- like my head coach at the loop like, was watching me. And I just couldn't maneuver it around the launch. And I thought in that moment I was going to flip. And he was just, like, standing there staring at me. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This <laughs> is when I'm off the team.
0: <laughs> off the team. I don't know about that. Everyone, everyone has their issues.
1: Oh, God. That's funny, though. If you weren't a coxswain, like, would you ever see yourself, like, actually rowing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I spent the whole summer doing it. Uh, I gained some good weight, which was good. Uh, would you have rowed as a lightweight? Huh?
1: You would have rode as a lightweight,
0: right? Yeah, I would have rode as a lightweight. I don't know. I think that, I don't know. That's a really interesting question. I was brought on as a coxswain, and I kind of stayed as one. But it was weird because, like, I didn't really get the coxswain in high school that much. Because yeah. of the fact of we only had, like, five guys on the team. Or well, four guys some days. So, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was great to learn, I think, learning how to row as a coxswain is a very interesting and and important thing because if you have knowledge in the seat, not just in the coxswain, but learning what the rowers go through every day, the mental fortitude that you have to have, that's a whole different mindset and thing that I have a major respect for. I gained so much more empathy for the rowers after I learned that summer, how to row and what they're going through. And also it helps you with your calls as well. So it's very important. I recommend any coxswain out there who wants to at least try to gain some more respect in their team, want to get more knowledge about rowing itself get in the seat learn the stroke and you'll be 10 times better in the seat 100 percent. i don't know if I... it's like actually proven but i'm 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 pretty sure it is
1: no you're 100 percent correct we i've had coxswains who haven't rowed, and i've had coxswains who have rowed, and they can pick up technical differences considerably better
0: yeah i recommend it better you get better at boat feel get better at many other things so I mean, where do you see this sport in the next five years?
1: When it comes to youth rowing, I feel like more people are going to get, like, involved into it. And I feel like it reminds me a lot of hockey. So we started the recruiting process really early for hockey, and that's starting to happen with rowing. It is? So I feel like, yeah, we're having, like, a lot of people are coming in for unofficials who are, like, sophomores, juniors in high school. And when I was looking at rowing, like, you commit by, like, junior... Senior year. It was like yeah. really late. But for hockey, it's like we were committing by middle school or like freshman middle year. School. Yeah. Hey, I, I knew <laughs> girls who committed by like the end of middle school until like freshman year of high school. And I was like, whoa. Damn. Um, but I could see rowing transition to that just because kids were starting so early. And then when it comes to like the collegiate level, like I see a power dynamic like shifting. um. A lot of the smaller schools are just getting stronger. Syracuse is one of them. And like, yes, I'm biased, but I just feel like it. Like sports, it's constantly shifting. Like you see it, like in ice hockey, the teams would shift. Who's like winning the NCAA? But I feel like rowing, it's going to start to happen.
0: Who is your current head coach? Luke McGee. Okay.
1: He How? was from U Washington. Sorry. He coached previously at U Washington.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, how his how has his influence on the team made it better? Like how is his presence, his coaching style, his regimens on, on like the erg and training regimens at all? How has it all been good for the team?
1: Luke is very intuitive to what our team needs, um and I've seen him grow. So he was a new coach when I came in my freshman year, mm-hmm. and he came over from men's rowing, so completely different dynamic. Exactly. Um, and since then he's really transitioned into like how you should coach women. And honestly, I'm not disappointed. Like he knows exactly when like we need to like ease off a bit or like put more like work in yeah, and you can start to see how it's gonna co- like how we're gonna get to our goals because of what he's doing.
0: Hmm. What's the environment like on the team?
1: Our team has a really good culture. I don't think there's, like, I've been on a lot of teams in my lifetime, and I have never meshed so well with one like I do here at Syracuse. And I'm not just saying that. Um, I think, our like, Luke is a good leader when it comes to, like, implementing, like, everyone take care of each other. And, like, our team respond, like, reciprocates to that. And we all, like, we do take care of each other, like, in the boat, out of the boat, everywhere.
0: Awesome. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you right now i
1: where I am for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm a sport management major and a public communications minor. So ideally I would love to be working for either an IHL team, like doing content creation or within like ESPN doing like broadcasting, something like that.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Well, is this your first, like, initial like uh is your initial go at it yeah
1: this is it
0: well maybe when you become like you know the crazy Haley Lugas that i know you can be (laughs) you can go back to this and be like damn i've improved or damn i'm i I can't believe this is where i started you know
1: i freaking hope so
0: well god bless you I, i really hope you do so uh anyways uh thank you again Haley. you've been wonderful
1: thank you